Welcome to the Girl Scout Advantage podcast, a podcast where we educate, empower, and share the stories of the Girl Scout experience. Join us to rediscover the magic of leadership, teamwork, and personal discovery. The Girl Scout Advantage, a podcast where you will learn how the Girl Scouts Heart of Michigan creates successful girls for today who will become the leaders of our tomorrow. Hello and welcome to another Girl Scout Advantage podcast with the Girl Scouts Heart of Michigan. My name is Brenna Smith, Special Project Coordinator here at GSHOM, and I'm joined today by Maddie Rayner, who is a Girl Scout alum who also just recently graduated from Northern Michigan University and is soon going to be beginning her newest adventure. So thanks for joining me today, Maddie. Thanks for having me. Um, Can you get us started by just telling us a little bit about who you are? Yeah, so like you said, I just graduated from Northern Michigan University. Um, I was majoring in speech, language, and hearing sciences, which covers um, speech pathology and audiology. And then I was a theater and entertainment arts minor. So I spent a lot of time at the theater. Um, We just finished Beauty and the Beast uh, a Mm. couple weeks ago, so that was really fun. Um, I was just a very busy person (laughs) in college. Student Leader Fellowship Program was a two-year program where you had to take a leadership class and then you, your second year in the program, you come up with a service project that's 100 hours. Okay. And it's a, called a community service internship. And mm. So that's all volunteer-based. And then Superior Edge is the 400 hours of volunteer hours and real-world hours and diversity hours. Those are the two programs that took up most of my time. That's so cool. Yeah, it sounds like that would be very time-consuming, especially oh, yeah. having, you know... Your, all that you're studying as well. Um, what made you want to study speech, language, hearing, pathology? Is that, did I get that right? Speech, language, and hearing sciences. Ah, so yeah. close. So <laughs> close. Yeah, I, I entered college under a different major. Mm-hmm. I entered college um, wanting to do environmental studies and sustainability, mm. and I took those classes for a semester and didn't feel like the right fit. So I went and shadowed uh, a speech language pathologist in my mom's school. Mm -hmm. And it just looked like a fun time and something that I could see myself doing. So I switched my major. Um, Right now I'm looking more at pursuing audiology when Mm -hmm. I get to grad school. But it was just, I liked that it was a helping profession. And I, you know, you're making a difference in other people's lives. And I really was drawn to that. Absolutely. And then the the minor. Tell me about the minor. It sounds like just a big passion of yours. Yeah, I've been doing theater pretty consistently since high school. Mm. Um, I did a couple plays here and there when I was little, but then high school through college, it was just really a place where I could go escape all of my other stresses in life, Mm -hmm. my classes, my volunteer work. It was just something that, not that volunteer work isn't fun, but it was just a place where I could have fun and express myself and all of my friends that's basically where my main friend group is is in the theater Mm. and it's just a fun time yeah absolutely um and you know we thankfully were able to coordinate our schedules because like I mentioned (laughs) um, Maddie is off next week a week from tomorrow correct to her next adventure do you want to tell us a little bit about that yeah so uh the first week of April I got a call uh asking me to fill out uh and apply for a full-time position with the Walt Disney Company so I went ahead and did that and I had auditioned back in January Mm -hmm. for that so I was playing a waiting game and mm-hmm. then they called me back and they offered me a job so I'll be moving 
yeah, a week from tomorrow down to Orlando, and then I start my training um, at the end of the month. Awesome. Yeah. And you also participated in the Disney College program for a semester. Is that yes. correct? Tell yeah, me my about that. sophomore year, I did the college program. Mm-hmm. I kind of didn't know at the end of my freshman year how things were going to pan out as far as affording college because mm. um, mm-hmm. that's you know constantly an issue. So Absolutely. I looked at, I applied for an RA position on campus, mm-hmm. but they only had, I think, eight offerings and 80 applicants. Oh, wow. It was kind of uh, a tough year so Mm -hmm. I thought why don't I just apply for the college program and you know live in Orlando for a semester Mm -hmm. so I auditioned for that and I did that fall of 2016 so I spent a semester down there and I was in the entertainment department back then Mm -hmm. and I was taking classes I was a full-time student from afar so I was taking classes and working full-time Wow. Very busy. <laughs> Sounds like it. Yeah. 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 It doesn't surprise me then that there was like a super short time frame that you and I could get together. Yeah. You've got a full <laughs> schedule at all times. I love it. So backing up a little bit, can you tell me about, you know, when you, when you first got involved with Girl Scouts? Because based on our previous discussions before we hit the record button, it seems clear that Girl Scouts has been a really big part of your life and a a part of who you've become. So can you just start us from the beginning and when you first got started with Girl Scouts? Yeah, so I started Girl Scouts when I was in the first grade. Uh, I convinced my mom to step up and be a leader (laughs) and I really wanted to do it and I thought it would be a fun mother-daughter kind of bonding experience. Mm -hmm. So uh, we started a troop back then and from then I just, I fell in love with it and I Mm. never once thought you know I'm too old for Girl Scouts it's not cool anymore I always just loved Mm. being a Girl Scout so we did a lot of badge work we did um you know we tried to do I think a try each night of our meeting Mm -hmm. um back when I was a brownie and so that kind of just spiraled into you know looking at what the troop was interested in what kind of you know, how could we push these brownies to step out of their comfort zones? Mm. And it just kind of blew up into a lot of traveling and a lot of camp experiences and a lot of stepping out of my small town because mm. um, there's not a ton to do in Marshall. So it just seemed natural to try and get involved in the larger, um, like, southwest Michigan area yeah. and then travel to different states. And, yeah, I just – Girl Scouts has always been a big – a big part of, I think, who I am. I've always felt very comfortable and confident as a Girl Scout. Mm. It was just became a part of my identity, and it took me to do some really cool things. (laughs) Yeah, I think I love what I I hear from you about how, you know, it it became a part of who you are, and you just, you always loved it. It was always a, a point of pride and excitement for you. Why do you think that is, or how do you think it became such a big part of you? I think a lot of it had to do with any time we were involved in community service or volunteering um, or just working with different groups of people, you really kind of get to take a step back and look at, you know, I'm not just doing badge work. I am growing as a person. I am meeting mm. new people and making connections. And then you get to kind of see how other people react to, you know, bonding with Girl Scouts and I think a lot of, especially a lot of older people, just really appreciate anyone coming out and, you know, contacting them. Or I think once we set 
and we made with the little knit blankets, you mm. know, where you tie off all the ends. Yep. Mm-hmm. We sat and did, I think, like eight blankets or something as a troop and mm. then donated them. And just getting to see the people that you donate them to and seeing how happy you're making them mm. makes you feel really good. And so I think a lot of that is what just made me feel happy to be a Girl Scout. And then that kind of just expands into part of who you are. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I understand that volunteerism was a huge part of your of your troop, and it sounds like it has just become part of your life now. Mm-hmm. Um, do you remember any specific projects besides the blanket tying that you guys worked on? I think we did a lot of, um, in Battle Creek, there's a mm-hmm. homeless shelter, mm-hmm. and it's kind of a two-parter. There's one side is for um, men, and then the other side is for women and children and families, so mm. dad, single dads with children can stay there as well and I we did with the whole troop we did one of their hope days Mm -hmm. we volunteered Um, they line up a bunch of food and they station you in different parts and you're you know handing people sandwiches or bags of chips and they have some toys for the kids Um, so that was one time that we helped with that Mm -hmm. and then later myself went back to the Haven and I helped watch the kids when they come back from school. Uh, usually their parents are in classes teaching them how to write resumes and how to apply for oh, jobs. Cool. And so I was a playground supervisor a couple times and mm-hmm. then I also helped them organize their giant basement, which mm. is full of donations of oh, toiletries sure. and clothing and bikes and toys and everything under the sun. And it was just kind of a a mess so I volunteered an afternoon and helped organize it so just I feel like a lot of volunteering is little things here and there that you Mm. don't realize you're doing a lot and they're kind of they all just clump together totally has a very cumulative yes kind of experience yeah um and the other thing that I definitely want to hear about is your camp experience because I know camp was a huge part of your childhood so can you tell me about, you know, your the first time when you started going to camp? Yeah, so I started going to camp my first summer after first grade. So I was six years old and wow. wanted to jump right into residential camp. I have no idea why. I was just <laughs> like, this looks like a really cool place, and I want to stay here. And I just remember I did not want to go home. Mm-hmm. I wanted to sign up for more camps, and each summer... I think I signed up for, you know, one more, or mm. I would kind of sign up for the longer camps. When I was older, I would do the the one, two-week camps. I just wanted to be mm. out there all the time. Uh, I made some really close friends who I still talk to. Mm-hmm. Um, I still talk to some of my counselors I'm friends with, and yeah. it was just a fun place to be for the summer. Mm-hmm. Um, I really liked to do kind of new things each year. So I remember there was one year I really wanted to do archery because they let us try it when we were seven or eight. Mm -hmm. And then I was like, I really want to do the archery camp when I'm old enough. And I was the only girl who signed up. (sighs) And so they had to put me with one of their water groups. Um, But then I got to go off campsite with the counselor who was in charge of just me in the (laughs) archery group. And we got to go take the bows to get like restrung and I just remember thinking I am the coolest kid (laughs) I get to have this fun like off-camp experience I'm Mm -hmm. still at camp and it was just really cool that's awesome yeah what and it might be hard to pinpoint but what do you think made you love camp so much I don't really 
have a good answer, mm-hmm. I guess. That I just, I have kind of to backtrack. So I did the counselor in training mm. program. Uh, I had to do it three years because after I did the first CIT portion, um, Girl Scouts of Pride of Michigan changed their curriculum and they mm. changed the age and I was too young oh. to go into the <laughs> second one. So I had to repeat CIT okay. one. Mm-hmm. Um, but for my first time out there, we, at the end of the week, we wrote um, a wish on a piece of paper and we crumpled it up and we burned it in a campfire. It was just our group. Mm. Uh, I think we were out at Green Grove. Mm-hmm. It was really fun. And then the next day when we were leaving, my like supervisor, our coordinator, um, gave us little film containers of ashes from that campfire and I still have it. And I just Aww. love the smell of camp. I love the smell of campfires. All of my friends when they have campfires, they come home and they're like, oh, I need to wash these clothes. They smell like camp. And I'm like, no, they smell like camp. Don't wash them. <laughs> I just, it's, it's hard to say, but it's just a fun place to be. And I, you know, I think it's, there's not enough of getting co- in connection with nature and being outdoors yeah. in today's society. It's all people on their phones and camp's a nice break from all of that. Absolutely. Um, do you have like specific memories that stick out in your mind as being really impactful or or just really memorable from camp? Yeah, so one of my favorite stories from camp is also from my first counselor in training uh, summer. Okay. We were brought down to the boating dock area, Mm -hmm. and my counselor said, all right, here's what we're going to do. You guys are going to build a raft out of nothing but twine and branches that you can find in <laughs> camp. And we're going to swim it over to Gypsy Island, and we're going to stay the night. And we all looked at each other like, is this a joke? We're <laughs> not on Survivor. What are we doing? And she was like, all right. Or like, I'm here to just supervise and you know, make sure no one hurts themselves. <laughs> and they, all eight of us looked at each other like, what is happening? Mm-hmm. And it was just a blast. We were not running, but we were briskly walking around camp trying to find branches. Right. And we're tying them together and it was very like uh it's just you know ah we're making a raft Mm -hmm. Um, and it was just it was a blast we made the raft and it had to support one person Mm -hmm. the whole time so we all we traded off like who would lay on the raft and then who was swimming because it was hard it was hard to like push and I'm sure yeah push a person across it's I don't know if you've made that swim but it's I've not it's a kind of long swim mm-hmm. we had safety precautions and she our right. camp counselor was in a boat next to us just mm-hmm. in case anyone you know needed help mm-hmm. but it was oh it was so much fun and we got to the island and we were soaked but our stuff was waiting there for us mm-hmm. and we had a campfire and we sang songs and just talked about life and it was just such a cool experience that i i love that story mm-hmm. yeah that that gypsy island experience is something that sounds so cool we've mm-hmm. we heard about it on a, another episode um as well and it's like I just think that that's something special like girls today don't get to do things like that yeah and they do it at camp so that's really cool um what do you think camp taught you as a as a human definitely I realized as I was older and more in charge of helping lead groups of girls Mm -hmm. but camp is a lot of you know finding out who you are your strengths and your weaknesses um 
just with trying a lot of new things at camp, um, watching girls do their first tippy test mm. is so much fun because you see them just being pushed out in the boat, terrified, <laughs> and then they come back up from underneath the canoe and they're beaming. Mm-hmm. They're just so excited that they got over that fear and that's a lot of what camp is, is girls, you know, growing and developing and becoming more confident mm-hmm. and trying new things. Um, and also camp taught me a lot of how to be a go-with-the-flow person. Oh. Things are not going to pan out how you expect all the time. Yeah. So many cookouts have been rained out, and we've had to start from scratch and plan a different meal to cook. Mm. And you just, I think it's helped me a lot be okay with changing plans i consider myself a hardcore perfectionist i'm with you so it was nice at camp to kind of learn that lesson young is like it's okay if it doesn't work out how you want it something new and better could come out of whatever happened yeah that's huge that's a that's an important skill to learn Mm -hmm. especially when there's so much pressure on girls to be perfect you know that's that's wonderful so one thing that I hear from you is this progression piece of leadership. You know, you went, you started off as a camper, you did CIT, CIT 1 and 2, all of the CITs. Mm-hmm. Um, and also I know that you earned your bronze, silver, and gold award. Um, so I'm wondering if you can walk us through what that progression was like and if you want to explain any of your projects to us. Yeah, so it's funny how it really was a progression um, because our bronze award we did as a troop. Mm-hmm. We all decided, we you know took a vote, who all's interested in doing the bronze award, and we all wanted to do it. I think there were maybe 10 of us. Okay. Um, and so it was very much more of a group effort. Mm-hmm. Um, we made children's books. We started off just reading mm-hmm. children's books, kind of in partners to kids at a daycare in town, and then it ended with we all tried to write our own children's book and present that to the kids after a couple mm. weeks. So it was nice to kind of be with each other and learn from each other. Um, we all listened to each other read stories and work on the books. Mm-hmm. So that was kind of just a fun troop activity yeah. that we decided to do. And then my silver award was just me and one other girl. Okay. Um, and this one just kind of exploded into way bigger of a project than I ever could have imagined Mm. that it was going to be when Mm -hmm. it started. Um, So my silver award started as creating an anti-bullying week for my middle school. Um, There was a news story over winter break of a girl named Phoebe Prince who was a freshman in high school out in Massachusetts, I believe, Mm -hmm. and she took her own life because of just horrendous bullying that she was dealing with and it was kind of this big news story that kind of pushed society to say oh we have a bullying problem Mm -hmm. it's not just you know sticks and stones may break my bones but words will never hurt me like we're starting to realize that words can be very hurtful and very impactful Um, and so watching that news story was kind of just the light bulb off in my head and I was like I want to do something about this problem Mm -hmm. so we created a week of awareness uh, at the school. So we had different dress-up days and poster contests and just kind of, you know, making our school aware of a bullying problem. I don't think my school necessarily was dealing with some larger issues, but you never 
want to assume anything and it was just you know I'm going to be spending four years in this building yeah I want to make sure that it's a safe place Mm -hmm. for kids to go and so we did that week and my mom was really big on making sure that we were writing newspaper articles and press releases just to kind of get awareness about the project but also about Girl Scouts and the Silver Award and kind of what that whole process is about and someone from People Magazine saw our project somehow. I think it maybe was on the Girl Scout website or mm-hmm. something. But they called my mom and they were like, hey, we want to put a little snippet about these girls and their project in People Magazine because they were doing an article on the bullying epidemic and they mentioned Phoebe. And so we had a little blurb wow. in People Magazine and I thought it was the coolest thing in the world. That is the coolest thing in the world. <laughs> and then it got better. Wow. So someone from Nickelodeon, there was a show called Nick News with Linda Ellerby and I believe they were based out of New York. Mm-hmm. And someone from Nickelodeon saw that blurb in People Magazine and they called my school and they called my mom and they said, we're doing an episode on the bullying epidemic oh in the US. Gosh. Would it be okay if we sent a film crew out to you know, your home and your town and we can film for that episode. And I was in seventh grade and Mm -hmm. I was like, I'm going to be on Nickelodeon. (laughs) What is happening? It was so much fun. So they sent a film crew out from New York and we filmed, I think, 10 hours for like a two or three minute clip. Mm -hmm. So we filmed some scenes at the school, some reenactments with the classes who won the, um, participation for the dress-up days Mm. they were featured in this little video clip and then we did an interview at my house and so I was on Nickelodeon Wow! and then from that I just started getting requests to come present on what it started as people wanting me to present my project and how Mm -hmm. I did it and then it turned into about a year and a half later just presenting on bullying as a topic and Mm. being aware of the different types of bullying and Uh, the impact on bystanders who are watching bullying happen and you know their ability to make or break a situation Mm -hmm. and so I spent six years going to different schools and church groups and um, I went to two girl developer summits and talked and presented about bullying in my project and it was just so much fun and such an incredible experience that most adults don't get to have Mm -hmm. so it was very empowering to know that you know I know enough about this subject to be teaching adults about it and educating Girl Scout leaders on all of the different signs and whatever so it was a very very big project that I think I was presenting in schools through high school so, That's incredible. Yeah. Definitely was clear. I mean, it, it speaks to how important this topic is, and mm-hmm. I think still is. Um, it's something that we hear from girls all the time about bullying and how it, how it impacts them. So Definitely. And then you also earned your gold award yes. on top of that. Yep. So tell me about your gold <laughs> award. <laughs> so my uh, gold award I did by myself mm-hmm. in think I started it summer before my senior year which was not the best idea Mm -hmm. I was warned they said don't wait until you're a senior in high school because you're going to be busy and Mm -hmm. I was very busy Um, (laughs) but so I decided for my gold award project to do a community park so my the house I grew up in um, is 
right next to a big sledding hill mm. in my town. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was called Dead Man's Hill. I don't know why. <laughs> Lots of urban <laughs> legends, but all the neighborhood kids would go sledding um, in the winter on Dead Man's Hill, mm-hmm. or my friend and I played soccer because we lived right there. Yeah. So it was just kind of a big part of my childhood. I would ride mm-hmm, my bike yeah. out there, play frisbee, and the city dug it up to make a stormwater retention basin. And so they dug up this park and then they left it just brown and gross and it just looked really unattractive. And I didn't like that it was right next to my house and Mm -hmm. that it, you know, just kind of reminded me that my childhood park is gone. Mm -hmm. And so I was talking with my leader, Cheryl Bosberg, and she was like, well, why don't you, you know, fix it and make it look like a good park and, you know, you can plant all these different native species and we had a ton of ideas and so that's what I did. So yeah, I worked with, um, there was a master garden club Mm -hmm. full of just people who are super passionate about gardening in town. I coordinated with them and we planted, um, I think all native plants in the area and we had the park certified as a monarch way station um, to help with the butterflies and I got it certified as a national wildlife habitat Awesome. so yeah and we got some landscaping in so now there's a walking path that goes around it so people you know if they have trouble walking or um, are trying to you know wheel a wheelchair around in grass there's not a ramp but parts of it the parts that are flat before mm-hmm. the stairs it's easier for people to just kind of walk around and wheel around uh, and we had some benches donated from people in town we mm-hmm. had trees donated um, and I had a sign made that kind of explains what a stormwater retention basin is and mm. what the park looked like before what it looks like now um, educating on native plants and the importance of keeping native plants in an area um, instead of letting invasive species come in Mm -hmm. and so that was kind of that project was just a big renovation of this park that's so cool yeah and how cool to see that like it's still it's still there yeah and still thriving and i guess in a in a big picture sense what do you think were your biggest takeaways from working on these projects Something going into the projects that we were kind of told by the like our leader and people who were encouraging us to do the projects is that the projects are meant to be something that's self-sustaining. Mm-hmm. If it, the project is something that is a, a once ta- a one-time event, then it doesn't have as big of, the, of an impact as it could. Yeah. But if you make a project that's you know going to outlive your time as a Girl Scout and your experience with the project, then it's impacting you and your life, but also stays around to impact other people's lives. Mm. So kids who are going to grow up where I grew up are now going to have a nice park to play in um, instead of just a dirt and water pit. Um, The bullying curriculum that I worked on creating hopefully is staying in schools and is in the forefront of educators planning you know how they're going to run a middle school Mm -hmm. knowing that it's an issue so I think it's super important to know that the project is bigger than just you Mm. yeah that's huge that truly is a way like for you to make the world a better place which Mm -hmm. is something that we talk about all the time in Girl Scouts and 
I think stories like yours really capture that and what that actually looks like, you know. Um, and I'm sure, like at the time, you even said when you're talking about your bullying project, you didn't expect that it was going to blow up and to be yeah. in People Magazine and Nickelodeon. That's that's incredible. What would you say is the the greatest lesson that you've learned because of being involved in Girl Scouts? You know, there are so many good mm-hmm. lessons. I think a big one for me was really just learning how to make the best out of whatever you're doing. My mm-hmm. grandpa always says that life is 10% what happens to you and 90% how you react to it. And I think being involved in Girl Scouts with camp, with volunteering, with doing projects, it's important and it was important to learn how to go through those projects step by step and mm-hmm. take a step back and look at, you know, if this one thing goes wrong, what else can I do to still make the project worthwhile and important to other mm-hmm. people and something that I can be proud of? Uh, and I think that's a big takeaway that I got just from Girl Scouts as a whole. Absolutely. Um, so I know like one part of your of your journey has been traveling as well, which it sounds like being from a small town in Michigan, you know, that that's a big part of, of your experience as well. So can you just tell us about some of the traveling that you've done with Girl Scouts? Yeah. So I, through camps, went uh, caving in Indiana. I went whitewater rafting in, I think, West Virginia. Mm. Um, I went to Washington, D.C. for a Rock the Mall event. And then I went back to Washington to see with my um, troop later. Mm. Uh, I went to New York City when I was in middle school with my troop, uh, and we got to see a Broadway show, and we mm. went up in the Empire State Building. I went to um, Statue of Liberty in Ellis Island. Mm-hmm. Uh, I went on the trip to Savannah, Georgia for the 100th anniversary of Girl Scouts, mm. since that's the birthplace of mm-hmm. Julia Gordon Lowe. I think. I think those are my big, my mm-hmm. big trips were... We didn't get to go anywhere international, which is a bummer because mm-hmm. I know that there are some girls and some troops who've gotten to do that, and that's really special. Um, but it was, I definitely felt like I got out of the little bubble that mm-hmm. is a small town in Michigan. Yeah. And what do you think was the, the biggest thing that you learned because of that, those traveling experiences or your biggest takeaways? Just that there's so much more to life than mm. where I grew up. There mm-hmm. are so many places to experience and people to meet and that the world is a big place and there are Girl Scouts everywhere. Yeah. That was kind of a fun thing was almost each of the trips that I went on, we met other Girl Scouts mm. because you know, you're know you wearing your vest, you're wearing your sash and people know Girl Scouts and I would have people come up to me and say like, oh, I used to be a Girl Scout. I loved it. I had this experience and you just... You make so many connections, mm-hmm. and it's very fun to know that being a Girl Scout means you're a part of this huge community of people. Yeah. So kind of to, to wrap us up, if you had the opportunity to give a girl in today's world a piece of advice, what advice would you give to her? Mm. For a girl who's not sure if she wants to start Girl Scouts, mm. I would definitely say just jump in head first. There's, it's such, there's so many things you can do in Girl Scouting. You know, it's not just 
going to camp. It's not just selling cookies. There's so much more and you just, you learn so much about yourself. Mm. So I wouldn't change being a Girl Scout for the world. Mm. It was just, like I said earlier, it's just a part of who I am. For a girl advice just in general, just be yourself and don't let anyone tell you that you're not good enough or that you need to change X, Y, and Z about you. Like who you are is perfect and there's only one of you in the world. Yeah, that's, that's important. That's an important message for girls today to hear. So thank you for sharing that. Um, is there anything else that you would like to share with us before we wrap things up? don't think so I think that's I mean I could go on and on and tell camp stories I'm sure and I was gonna say I could talk to you for there you've done so much as a Girl Scout that I feel like we could have a seven-hour podcast (laughs) just thinking you know talking about your experiences which is incredible and I think that that really speaks to all of the opportunities that are offered through Girl Scouts so I thank you for um, coming in and and sharing even just a a glimpse at at all of the things that you've experienced because of Girl Scouts. Um, I think that people will listen to your experience and and feel like, wow, there's so much that my girl can become or so much that I can become because of Girl Scouts. So thank you so much for sharing all of that. Yeah, thank you for having me on the podcast. Absolutely. To our listeners, um, I hope that like I said, you, you hear this experience and, and you listen to Maddie and all of the wonderful things that she's accomplished and you realize that this, is, this same story could be the story of your girl um, if she jumps in head first, as Maddie suggested, into Girl Scouting. Thank you again for tuning in today. If you haven't already subscribed to our podcast, please be sure to do so by clicking the beautiful subscribe button that you see. Make sure to leave us a rating and a review so we know the things that you love to hear. Um, And then share this episode far and wide because you never know who might listen to this and understand that Girl Scouting is exactly the game changer that their girl needs in their life. So thank you again for joining us. My name is Bronna Smith, and until our next adventure, be bold, be brave, and leave each place a whole lot better than you found it. Change the world.